Geekiest Show Ever, number 38, Our Favorite Comedies. You've got some of those. I got some of those. So we missed a, a a week there, Chad. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot going on with both of us, so especially you. Yeah, um, I guess I could talk about it a little bit. I, um, I'm leaving one company and to go work for another. Yeah. And when that happens, and it happens kind of as abruptly as it did this time, not leaving the other company, that was mm-hmm. fine. But starting the new job is, you know, that could be a little daunting sometimes. Yeah. And it uh, made me drive to Chicago for a couple days. And, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. what, 300 miles away. Yeah. Not quite, but three hours away anyways. Mm -hmm. And so, Geekiest Show is just the thing that kind of fell through the cracks. We probably still could have done it, but why bother if we're both tired and Mm -hmm. trying to rush it through. Right. Take our time. And this show's all about... Having fun. Yep. Talking geeky and uh, comedies. Yeah, that's a topic that we really haven't ever covered on this show. And when you think about all the topics, this is episode 38. There's a lot of topics that we haven't touched, but you would have thought at this point, especially with as much as you and I like to laugh, Mm -hmm. comedies would have been up there. We're probably going to have a couple comedy shows because it's just such a broad topic. Oh, yeah. And uh, But I thought, you know... Let's talk about comedies. What's your favorite comedies? And we discussed a little bit as we were preparing to record the show. Um, but let's start with you. Going back when you were a teenager, because when you're mm-hmm. really young, comedies are mm-hmm. everything's funny. Yeah. Uh, but going back when you were a teenager and you were starting to come into your own, what made you laugh a lot? Well, I think really when I was a teenager, the, the one comedy that really sticks out in my mind is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? You like the Bueller? Yeah. I just because I remember going to see it, and I just remember how entertaining it was, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's a teenager's ultimate dream. Oh, yeah. You know, and everything happens to this guy in one day. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Broderick was brilliant in the role, I thought. Yeah. I, I know somebody else was up for that role. I don't remember who at this point. But I can't imagine anybody else but Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller. Oh, no. I just no. don't think it would work. Um, but, you know, the sister was the same chick. That was in uh, Dirty Gen- Dancing. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. yeah. And what ever happened to her? Did well, apparently she's on Dancing for the Star- Dancing with the Stars this season. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, whatever happened to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's uh, – I don't know. I, when I, I remember watching Ferris Bueller, but it, it just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. It just seemed a little – I don't know. I just didn't laugh as much as I thought it would. Yeah. Have you seen the remix where they take him out of it? Uh, what, what's his best friend's name? Do you remember? Oh, uh, Cameron. Cameron. Have you seen it where it's kind of uh, like Fight Club? No. But it's it's Cameron? Mm-mm. we got to watch this real quick. And then All we'll right. come right back and, and continue the show. And if you guys want to watch it, just do uh, – Look at the show notes. Yeah, show notes. We'll put a link to it. Hold on a second. Let's watch this, Chad. All right. As we're watching it, there's people working on the elevator here, so we might get some weird noises in the background, but that's okay. Yeah. So you saw the uh, the short film on uh, YouTube there. Yep. And we found it uh, linked at Slash Film, so we'll put a link to that. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, as we uh, talk here, I'm going to copy the link. and. So basically, the uh, short film was Ferris Club, and it's basically kind of Cameron doing uh, clips from the movie with uh, links to Fight Club. Well, not necessarily links to Fight Club, but Fight Club-esque. Yes, yes, that, <laughs> that Ferris doesn't really exist. The yeah. whole movie is really Cameron, mm-hmm. and that he's so unhappy that this neurosis, he invents Ferris <laughs> to live the life that he wants to live for himself, and that's how he. Ex- I, it's it's so well done. I mean, yeah, it it's is. one of those that when you see it, you think, "Is that really what the movie is?" When you mm. really stop and think about it, no, there's not because Ferris has his own right. family and stuff. But oh my God, wouldn't that be such a better movie? Oh, that that'd way? be freaky. But that would that would put a really dark twist on the movie. That would. <laughs> I always thought that Ferris Bueller actually always had kind of a little bit of a dark twist. That there was always something wrong with Ferris. That he wasn't quite right. And I don't know. I I think that the I think that I I would have enjoyed the movie a lot better than just a straight up comedy. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was twisted and fun and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So Ferris Bueller was your one. That's the Certainly, one that you remembered. That's one that I remember really well. I mean, the other one I remember really well is Midnight Run, which was with Charles one of my Roden favorites. and uh, um, De Niro. Uh, De Niro, yep. Um, ex-cop yep. who is – Bounty hunter. Well, he's a bounty hunter, but he was booted out of the force basically because he was an honest cop. He wouldn't take the bribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's a bounty hunter. He has to work with the same people he used to work with as a cop. Yep. Uh, not happy at all, divorced with a kid that he loves a lot. Yeah. And he gets an assignment to go after... Basically an accountant. Yeah, that worked for the mob. Yep. That grew a conscious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it took the money and gave it away to charity. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you don't know that at the beginning. Right. Um, and yeah, obviously, we just spoil the money, the movie for some people, but not really. It's such a well-written and well-acted. Charles, mm-hmm. could you imagine anybody in that role other than Charles Grodin? No. I mean, no. I could see other people in the De Niro role. I really mm-hmm. could. I could see Al Pacino in that role. Mm-hmm. Hell, I could even see maybe Sylvester Stallone if he wasn't so campy back then in that right. role. But, I mean, it's De Niro. How mm-hmm. you got to love De Niro. Everybody right. does. But but really, that movie is about Charles Grodin. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's probably the best movie I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot because he's yeah, been in a lot of stuff. Agree. I would agree. It's hilarious, though. And, I mean, it's... It's a brilliant movie. Now, people might hear little edits. Right. We, there's noises going on, and we had someone yelling there at the mm-hmm. last minute, and we had to stop, and I had to go have a nice conversation with someone. And it was yeah. nice. I was nice you about it. You were nice, yeah. I didn't go out there and say, shut the hell up, you motherfucker, and I'll kill you. No. Oh, and now i got to put the explicit tag on it. Yes, you do. Oh, well. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I don't have a boss to answer to. That's <laughs> we are the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chad. Um there's a lot of movies that I grew up with that were hugely influential for me. Um, my first one I'd have to say is Up in Smoke from Cheech and Chong. Okay, so why Up in Smoke? I don't know what it was. Um, I wasn't a dope smoker or anything. Mm-hmm. I had tried it a few times as a teenager. I never really liked it at all. Right. Uh, I understand the appeal, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't that appealing to me. Right. But I don't know. There was something about the the wackiness of the characters and the lines i remember being 12 or 13 and i literally could recite lines from that movie yeah um at will and of course my parents probably thought oh goody i'm so glad we got (laughs) hbo in his bedroom now um because that's where i saw it i didn't go to the theater it was on hbo right all right this time maybe the uh 
people working on the elevator will be a little more quieter because uh, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, well, it's got to get fixed. It's got to get fixed. But they don't have to scream at the top of their lungs over a loud distance yeah. or long distance to, to do that. Uh, walk another 20 feet and then talk normal voice. Mm-hmm. So Up in Smoke, for me, um, was just – it was the situation. It was the dialogue. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't re- really remember so much what the movie was about other than they had to pick up a van made out of marijuana <laughs> – and drive it into the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, the tailpipe actually caused the bo- the entire body itself was composed of marijuana. Mm-hmm. They kind of compressed it and watered it and yeah. plaster, and it was pot. Mm-hmm. And cops would come up and smell the marijuana coming off the tailpipe, burning mm-hmm. the body a little bit, and they would get high. And mm-hmm. do you remember watching that movie? Yeah, I don't. It's remember the so cop long. goes up to the uh, <laughs> to the van door and. He, the cop just kind of stands there and goes, what? <laughs> and he goes, oh, you pulled us over, man. Oh, yeah. He looks and he sees some donuts in the van. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, are you going to eat those? And he's like, no, go ahead, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You know, just lets him go because now he's high. Uh, when Cheech and Chong first meet in the movie, uh, he gets real, Cheech gets really high. Tommy Chong gives him mm-hmm. some pot. And he just gets really wasted to the point where he's never been that high before. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of freaking out. And so uh, Tommy's like, oh, you got to relax. Oh, he's in the Oh, oh, relax, relax, <laughs> chill. Om. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he goes, bye. And he's like, bah, what are you doing? Oh, sometimes that helps, man. <laughs> and he gives him a couple pills. This will help you calm down. So he, he takes them and swallows them. And then Tommy Chung goes, oh, wait, don't take those pills, man. What do you mean? I already took them. And he starts laughing. You just took the most acid I've ever seen anyone take in my life. <laughs> it's just, and then he gets pulled over and the cop's like, uh, let me see your license. My what? Your license. It's on the bumper back there, man. <laughs> no, your driver's license. Oh, and he hands it to you. He goes, hey, I just thought of something funny. Your mama. <laughs> and it's just little things like that mm-hmm. when you're a 13-year-old. We're 40. Yeah. We can laugh about it a little bit now, but if, if that movie just came out, we'd be like, this is stupid. Right. But when you're 13, oh, my God. It mm-hmm. was just brilliant. And, I mean, I haven't seen that movie in, I, I'm going to say, 15, 20 years at this point. Mm-hmm. But you can see, I can still recall... Right. Over and over, the the dialogue, the s- scenarios. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad, but in a gloriously bad '70s way. Because that's yeah. a '70s movie, right? And uh, I I just loved it. I just wanted to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily the marijuana angle, because I could really care less about that. But the marijuana set up these scenarios that mm-hmm. were humorous, like the cop yeah. asking him what mm-hmm. and asking for the donut. I mean, it's just hilarious, but. It's been done. You can't do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen. There's a Seth Rogen movie that just came out recently with uh, Franco, mm-hmm. uh, Pineapple Express. Right. And the basic scenario is that it's all about pot. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole movie and I laughed a couple points, but at the end of it, I just thought, eh, it just wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Because we already had Cheech and Chong. You got to do something really unique or different right. to make it funny. And neither one of these characters were. Really compelling. Yeah. I didn't care what really happened to him. So, I don't know. I mean, the whole comedy and drugs have always gone together. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't drugs, it was alcohol, right. which is basically the same thing. Yeah. You can even say cigarettes would, would be a drug. Go back to – what was that movie from the uh, 50s? Or maybe it was the 70s, but it was set in the 50s. Where the uh, it was, I want to say stir crazy, but that doesn't sound right. No, that was uh, that Gene, was Wilder Gene Wilder and, and Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Yeah. Uh, where the whole town gives up smoking, the whole town. Oh, geez. and they just go nuts. I don't remember. No. Um, I think it was a '60s movie, but it was set in the '50s or something mm-hmm. like that. I remember watching that, thinking that was really funny. But mm-hmm. I again, I can't remember the darn name of the movie. So there's so many good comedies out there, Chad, that we can talk about on this show, and that's just a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving forward, what was some of the more later comedies that's really kind of stuck out in your mind that's like, that's something that I can watch again and again and still laugh? I'll be honest. Two of the ones that I'm fans of and I know people will probably hate is one, I enjoyed Waterboy. <laughs> I can kind of see that. There's there's parts of Waterboy. I personally like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, was that it? Happy Gilmore? Yeah, Happy yeah. Gilmore. I think that's a much better film. Mm-hmm. But that's more the Adam Sandler universe of films. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it better than the one where he's the devil's son. That's horrible. Oh, yeah, which is horrible. Little Nicky or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. Um, the other one that really sticks in my mind, and you know, one of the things about comedies is, is so much of it is based on where you see it and who you're with. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Dodgeball to me was one of the funniest ones. I can't remember laughing that hard in a theater. But I was with two guys. We were both. We were all in Indianapolis. We're all basically working as contractors and living there during the week and coming back. And so we all said, well, let's go out and do a guy's night. We'll go catch, get something to eat and go catch a movie. And we all decided to go see Dodgeball. And I just remember we all laughed hilariously. But, you know, part of it is who you're with, too. Yeah, if you watch that with your wife at 7 o'clock in the evening, it's not that funny. Right. Yeah. I remember Dodgeball. Um, I didn't think it was that funny, but I was um, stay-at-home dad at that point. The kid was taking a nap. Yeah. It's not as yeah, enjoyable it at that it point. You, it's one of those group movies where you need a bunch of people who pick up on the different kinds of humor and everybody starts laughing and they get everybody else laughing. One that always cracked me up, and, and a lot of people don't seem to like this movie, and it's not even on Netflix watched instantly yet, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising, and you cannot rent or buy it out of iTunes. Well, I think you can buy it, but you can't rent it, and I didn't want to buy it. Um, and, and I keep meaning to buy it on DVD just so I have a hard copy, and that's mm-hmm. Weatherman. Oh, Ron Burgundy. Oh, oh no, no, uh, not, not Weatherman. Um, Anchorman. Anchorman, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anchorman, I thought, it's like an all-star cast before they became all-stars, but right, right before they became oh, yeah. all of them still. Carell, well, I mean, there's so many people mm-hmm. in that movie that you go back and watch now, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, Christina he, Applegate, yep. uh, Tim... Um, Tim Robbins played the guy from NPR. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a hilarious movie, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's so underrated. I, I've been wanting to watch it recently, and I keep doing searches like once a week on my DVR, mm-hmm. which sees weeks in advance. I just don't see it showing up anywhere, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking I want to watch this movie again. It's been so long since I've yeah. seen it, and I remember just he was so inappropriate. I mean, yeah. he's a weatherman in the 70s. No, he's an anchorman. Uh, anchorman in the 70s. Yeah. I keep saying weather. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, and it, this, the, the suit he wears and this cockiness of the character is mm-hmm. just hilarious. And I don't know if anybody but Will Ferrell could have pulled that off to right. that degree. Maybe maybe Robin Williams back in the day, but it's a different kind of comedy than Williams does, you know? It is. It is, because he doesn't play characters that are that... Heavy and self-absorbed. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I don't know if anybody does it. Well, there's a couple people I could think of that can do it that well, but yeah, 
it was just brilliant. I loved that mm-hmm. movie. I thought this is, mm-hmm. and I knew at the time most people wouldn't enjoy the movie because they just wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. That the funny part is that he is this arrogant, and yeah. this, and too many people think, oh, it's just not very mm-hmm. good. Um, but I thought at the time I thought it was brilliant, mm-hmm. and I still do. I that's one of those movies again that I want to buy the DVD just so I can have it. Yeah. And watch it anytime I want. I don't want to rent it because I know I'm going to watch it more than one more time. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought Anchorman was just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so you do have kind of these clans of comedians, and they kind of mm-hmm. make their own things. You get the Will Ferrell, and he kind of brings the same people back. Mm-hmm. You get um, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. and he has his types of movies. Mm-hmm. And then you get who were we talking about earlier? Um, Seth Rogen. Yeah. You got his types of movies. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah. Um, I I like that, though. I like that if I watch an Adam Sandler m- movie, you're going to see a rotation of, like, three or four actors in every one of his right. films. Right. Rob Schneider's almost always in his yeah. movies. Um, but I, I don't mind that, though. Yeah. I don't either. I, th- I think, I think it's, it's nice that they bring their friends along. Yeah, because then know? when you see the character that they're playing, and they're always different characters, too, and the people that – He's getting to play these different characters mm-hmm. over and over are really good. Yeah. I mean, Rob Schneider is, I think, uh, completely underrated. His oh, own absolutely. stuff by himself wasn't very good. No. But as a character in these different movies, he's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, Steve Buscemi is another one mm-hmm. that when you see him in different movies, it's literally a different. Yeah. He's Rockhound, or was it Rockhound? In um, Armageddon. Yeah. And then he's, you know, this guy over here, and then he's on The Sopranos, so you know mm-hmm. he can do that. Now he's got a new one coming out with Scorsese on HBO called Boardwalk or mm-hmm. Boardwalk City or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you see these different actors in the different roles, but in the comedies, I think they really get a chance to just go crazy with it, you know? Right. And you could tell when they're off script, and they're mm-hmm. just trying to make each other laugh and make the funniest scene possible. Mm-hmm. You can see that, and you can see that in Anchorman big time. Right. Where they're just trying to crack each other up. That mm-hmm. wasn't in the script. How do you? How would you script that particular scene right. out? You couldn't. Mm-hmm. They know they need to get from A to Z, but how you get from A to Z in character is where the comedy is, I think. Right. Um, go ahead. Your turn. What's another one that you like? Oh, boy. As soon as you started naming them off, I started thinking about different ones. Yeah, by different comedians or – and, that, you know, one of the things – you know. I'm going to throw one out there yep. that's kind of a comedy. It's a kind of a dark comedy. Remember Raising Arizona? Oh, yeah, with Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. And, yeah, very much a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, completely different than the movies that we've talked about so far. Yeah. I like dark comedies, though, if done well. Right. Um, if a dark comedy is not done well, it just comes across as kind of pretentious. Mm-hmm. But Raising Arizona, back when Nick Cage mm-hmm. was still a good actor, mm-hmm. <laughs> um like when he did Moonlight, was that the name he did with Cher? Yes, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yep. Which is another one that's kind of a comedy, more of a more romantic. A dramedy. Yeah. <sighs> that's yeah. More romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah. That one's kind of hard to classify, mm-hmm. but I love that movie. But Raising Arizona, I mean, the whole getting diapers mm-hmm. thing was just—it was so funny. Mm-hmm. But yet it wasn't. It was disturbing. Right. And it being hunted down by Tex. Uh, yeah, what's Tex, Tex Cobb? Is yeah, what, Tex yeah. Cobb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was brilliant, and you mm-hmm. don't see too many movies like that anymore. Um, what I don't like, and I know some people probably think this is blasphemy, and it really started with Airplane. Mm-hmm. Was these comedies that 
take the different genres, mix them up like the scary movie thing, and then try yeah. to make comedies of it. Yeah. I understand what the appeal is, but it just they, – they seem completely unoriginal to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we can't make a comedy, a straight-up comedy that's funny on our own. So we're going to take Airplane. Remember – uh, most of the people listening to this don't, won't realize, but in the seventies, which w- what was really big, airline tragedy movies and or, or just earthquake earth, movies, yeah, giant it, buildings toppling down, yeah, movies, the disaster yeah, movies. movies, yeah, and um, airplane just kind of spun that whole thing on its head. So mm-hmm. you can go back and watch airplane, and, and there's it's funny sometimes, yeah. but taken out of context where the disaster movie was mm-hmm. the norm, it's not as funny. Um, you can watch the the scary movie ones mm-hmm. that kind of lampoon all the horror films. Yeah, but if you don't watch the horror films that it's based on, it's not that funny. It's like mm-hmm. this is stupid. Right. So the situational comedies where they're spoofing something, they've always usually fallen flat for me. The only one I can think of that actually did a good job of pulling it off was probably Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but that wasn't necessary. That was an action comedy. Yeah, I mean, which it was. They yeah. didn't necessarily spoof the original material one hundred percent. They tried to build their own history, right? But it was Star Trek that they were doing. Right. There's no question. But I don't know. I never got that. That was necessarily a comedy. Yeah, it's it, yeah. You're right. It was fun. It was fun, and it was campy. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not what a comedy is. Right. Um, I'll think I, one that I could say that lampooned the original material really brilliantly was like Robot Chicken. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Seth, that Rogan, or not, is, uh, Seth Green stuff was yeah. fantastic. I mean, that's, that's that is, so funny. Yeah. But again, you have to know the original material. And if you don't know this, your Star Wars history, it's just not it's that not funny. funny. Right. Um, but even then, it's just it's so much fun to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, of course, a family guy. Those right. two are really well done. I hate the regular Family Guy, but the spoof of Star, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars, Strikes Back, yeah, that's great. It's brilliant. They've got another one, of course, coming out with Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be just as much fun. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't like those kind of comedies that, all right, we're going to make a fun of this genre of movies. I just don't think it works spy hard. Mm-hmm. You know? It, no. It just doesn't do anything. I know a lot of people, Guy Searle at the MyMac podcast loves those kind of movies, loves mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. I think the guy's way overrated. I don't find his particular brand of humor all that funny. Um, it's more sight gags. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more this character is really stupid and he succeeds despite his stupidity. Right. The Mr. Magoo thing. Or the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies. Yeah, I never got it. I, I never. I like Peter Sellers, mm-hmm. but I never liked the Pink Panther movies. I mean, that was were based on the James Bond stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or well, um, to some degree, based on the Inspector Clouseau character out of the Pink Panther right, car- right, cartoon, right? But. but I mean, they he, they drew a lot of different inspirations when they actually made right. the movie. Um, you can see Sherlock Holmes parts of that. I mean, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I never liked those movies. Did you? I remember watching. My dad always enjoyed them, and I remember watching them as a kid. I didn't really get them that much when I was younger. I mean, there was some, the the sight. The sight gags and the, and the yeah, physical comedy the or, or fighting with his manservant every time right. he came home to try to keep himself on edge. Yes. Those were actually pretty funny. But it's not enough to win me over. Yeah. And that was probably my biggest gripe with the Pink Panther series. I never even gave the Steve Martin one a, a chance. 
Oh, I never, I've never seen it. I just don't have an. I, I, I don't think you can resurrect that character without Peter Sellers. No, I, it's one of those characters that's okay. It's that person, and that's it. Yeah. Nobody else can really do that role. Um, I can't think of any other reinvention of a character that was that iconic that's really succeeded without the original actor, with the exception of maybe James Bond. Right, but that's kind of set up to at succeed the, regardless. Right. At the same time, you know, he, you know, uh, uh, Daniel Craig is not the only person who's played J- James Bond. There's been at least you know four actors who've done it. So. Yeah, Sean Connery, um, Roger was the Moore, Roger Moore. I always thought Roger Moore's James Bond was good. I liked him in the role. I mean, he wasn't Sean Connery, right? But he was definitely the '70s Bond. Yeah, there was definitely a switch in the Bond characters at that point. You know, I, I think you had the original Sean Connery, who was a little grittier, but uh, you're still the ladies' man. Yeah, and then very you much. Had, uh, oh, the one fellow in between, and I can't remember how long he lasted. He was only one episode, and I can't remember his name now. One movie. Yep, and then uh, there was uh, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, um, Pierce Brosnan. I liked Pierce. Brosnan I liked Pierce as, Brosnan too. You know, I I I bought him as James Bond. Mm-hmm. I don't think his movies did as well um, as far as fan reaction goes. Right. But I thought he did a good job. I always liked him. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Daniel Craig, and it's, I, it's I more think, born than it is James yeah, Bond. Yeah, it's definitely almost a reinvention of the character to some degree. But they kind of needed to. They did. Um, but getting back to comedies, mm-hmm. I, my problem is I'm, I'm I, there's just not a lot of stuff out there that I'm finding just – completely humorous that I'm like, oh my God. I have to go see I gotta that. see that. I will say, what was the name of the movie we just uh, due date? Yep. That looked hilarious. Um, yeah, it definitely had some mid- midnight run elements to it, but it looks... That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, but it still looks really good. I mean, obviously the, the two characters are totally different. Uh, Gaffalangus. I, 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 I can't remember his last name. Yeah. Zach, uh, what's... Yeah. Zach. <laughs> And then um, Robert Downey Jr. But you see a cameo by someone else too, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be a, just a fun, enjoyable movie to go see. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the point is yet, but I don't even care. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the movie's about. He, he needs to get from point A to point B, and it's, I, I believe his his first child is being born, Robert right. Downey Jr. So he's got to go. But I don't know what the other char- how the two characters meet. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Okay, you, we've been talking about it for a little bit now, and we keep stopping because of the excess noise. Mm-hmm. Um, can you think of what your number one comedy of all time is? If there's one comedy, this is the only comedy you'll ever get to see going forward, do you know what that comedy is? I do. I know what my number one comedy of all time is. but I don't. But go ahead. Mine is tra- Trains, Planes, Trains and, and automobiles. automobiles. That's where I was going to go next, too. It's one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time. Um and again, it goes back to what you were saying. You remember the first time you saw it in the situation. For me, the situation is I skipped a day in twelfth uh, grade or eleventh uh, grade, so mm-hmm. I was a junior in high school, and I was kind of, kind of seeing this girl named Liz, mm-hmm. and we had uh, both skipped school. I won't tell you a lot of details because no, I don't need to. <laughs> but we decided to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't living with her parents at the time. She had her own place. My parents were pretty easy going at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, I don't remember what the excuse was, but I didn't come home the night before, or, and I was home real late the next night. Right. We jumped on a bus and went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now, as high school students, 
here in West Michigan, that's a long drive. Yeah. But we took a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember arriving at um, in Chicago on the bus, and we just basically walked around. But the problem was <laughs> it was December, and it was mm-hmm. cold. We didn't really take that into consideration. Right. Nowadays, if you and I would do that, we'd be dead half a day. We just froze to death. But we didn't have hardly any money. We had um, the two-way bus ticket, so mm-hmm. we knew what time our bus was going to leave. And I think it took like three hours to get there, and we took the first yeah. bus. So we were there all day, mm-hmm. and we were lo- arrived back home around 9 or 10 o'clock at night, at which point I went back home. And right. I don't even remember if there was any repercussions for me not being <laughs> But uh, – what happened was we were freezing our tails off. I mean, it was cold out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Chicago in December. I think, yeah, no, it was definitely December because the Christmas stuff was up at the windows. Um, so this would have been 1988. Mm-hmm. 88, yes, 1988. And at one point, we were sick of going, well, you get sick of window shopping pretty quick. Right. But at one point, we decided we need to get out of the cold for an extended length of time, which mm-hmm. means not just walking into a little boutique shop and looking right. around and leaving. And we found a dollar movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it was this beautiful old thing, and they were showing the same movie over and over and over. Right. For $1, you can go in and watch the movie, but you didn't have to leave. Mm-hmm. You can stay and watch it again if you want. Right. We thought this was a great deal, and obviously all the uh, homeless people did too. <laughs> so we go into this movie theater, and they had these huge plush seats. Mm. The whole place ye- ye- just reeked of urine. I mean, just horrible. Mm. Now, planes, trains, and automobiles had come out, you know, for the Thanksgiving holiday season. Right. Because um, that's kind of what the whole movie is mm-hmm. based around is Thanksgiving. And I remember sitting there in the theater next to her, and, and she fell asleep. I mean, almost immediately. Right. And the movie had been already going on for like half the show when we got in there. So I got to see half of the movie, and then mm-hmm. we stayed and watched watched it again so I could see what all the setup mm-hmm. was. And uh, the whole point of that movie, though, is they're traveling by trains, right. planes, and automobiles. Um, where we got there in a bus mm-hmm. in Chicago where they're going in this right. movie. So it just seemed like... They knew this was going to happen to me, mm-hmm. that I'm having an out-of-body experience sitting in this yeah. pea-smelling theater <laughs> in very comfortable seats, I'll give them that, watching this movie, which is just hilarious. It was, I, I don't know, serendipity, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it, it just, everything lined up perfectly for me to see that movie mm-hmm. when I did. Um, but I think it has one of the the most brilliant comedians of all time, John Kennedy. Kennedy. Candy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't even want to call him a comedian. I mean, he's just a funny guy. Well, yeah. it was um, directed by one of the best directors of the '80s, mm-hmm. John Hughes. Right. And to me, this was. I know a lot of people say that the jerk was Steve Martin's breakout role. I don't think so. No, I think this Parenthood, was, no. which came later, but mm-hmm. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh my God! You know, yeah, it, it was just brilliant. Um, but you're laughing through the whole thing until the very end when he leaves them sitting on the train platform and he drives away. Mm-hmm. And he replays everything that happened to him and realizes and that the guy's wife is gone. Yeah. So he goes back and invites him home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and confronts him with the truth. And yeah. I, I still get choked up every time I see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, it's just like the music and the settings mm-hmm. and 
everything these two characters have gone together, gone through together, they should just hate each other forever for the rest right. of their lives. And yet, and Steve Martin really is the jerk in this movie for the most part. Yeah. It's the John Kennedy character that rescues him at every single yeah. turn. And yet, he still treats the guy like a mm-hmm. jerk. But yet, it's him at the end who realizes what the truth is. Yeah. Goes back, gets him, brings him home. I, I love that movie. I think it's brilliant, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know what? That brings to mind one other holiday movie that we haven't talked about and one other buddy movie that just came into my head. Uh-oh. So the buddy movie is Tommy Boy. I love Tommy Boy. Oh, my God. I think that's such a – oh, I love Tommy Boy. The only right. problem with Tommy Boy is what came after. Right. And none of it lived up to it. No. Okay. No. So Tommy Boy and – A Christmas Story. Oh, God, yeah. And, and most <laughs> people don't realize the Christmas story was actually made in the 80s. Yeah, it was 1980. That's an 80s movie. Yeah. The funny thing is I was watching um, Vince Vaughn's comedy tour. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that's running the whole thing for him and that was doing the film part of this comedy tour that turned it into a film was the kid from that movie. Like, oh, the kid that played Ralphie? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was him at first until they show it. And then I'm like, Oh, my God, it is him. Mm-hmm. And that's him as an adult, and it just completely blew me away. Yeah, let's talk about these two movies. Uh, go backwards. Christmas Story. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's TBS or somebody got TBS, the rights to it. And so basically every Christmas from Christmas Eve until the day after Christmas, it runs 24-7. And it, it, to me, that's it's just horrible to do that. Yeah, it is. It's just why ruin such a great movie? Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, if I'm turning the channels and it's on, I'll stop yeah, every me time. Too. I mean, the chopping off the duck's head at the Chinese yeah. restaurant. <laughs> I mean, they just, Dad fighting the the furnace in the basement. Yeah. He's he's smiling at me. Yeah. <laughs> he chops off. She's like, oh! is that better? Better. Hey, hey! And the, the guy singing the Christmas carols, the Chinese yeah. waiters. <laughs> <laughs> Deck the halls with bars of holly. Ra 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 ra. La la la. Ra ra ra. No, fa la 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 la. <laughs> is it? I mean, oh my God! There's so many parts of that movie that it's just. I. A lot of people come back to don't stick your tongue on the metal. Yeah, and that's hilarious, but. It's the little things, the, the dogs rushing in and stealing the turkey. <laughs> and he, he just goes ballistic and with See, And I dogs. always think of you because I know what a huge Turkaholic oh, you yes. are. <laughs> oh, yes. I love me some turkey. And, oh, my God. On Thanksgiving, if dogs came in and stole my turkey, oh, I would go ballistic just like I he know. did. Uh, such a brilliant movie. And it's amazing that that movie is so good that it actually got made. Yeah. Seriously. I mean – I don't think they would make a movie like that anymore. Mm-mm. So down to earth, no big budget stuff. Um, I, I saw something just recently. This guy was doing these short mm-hmm. little video segments about that movie where mm-hmm. he was going to the different places where yeah. it was filmed in New York and I think I think it was California somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he was going to these different locations where they actually filmed yeah. the movie. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to look it up. So yeah. Google search it, guys. You'll find it. Yep. But oh my God, that you're right. That is that's got to be within the top ten. Yeah, because that is a true comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a holiday based comedy, which right. kind of threw me. That's why I didn't think about it. But well, as soon as you brought up plane, trains, and automobiles, and I thought about Thanksgiving, which is that is kind of the quintessential right. Thanksgiving comedy. And if you go Christmas, 
yeah. Christmas vacation. Yeah. I mean, Chevy Chase has always kind of been his, hit and miss with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, his stuff on Saturday Night Live was, as the original weekend news guy, mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Flesh series, but they're way dated now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just way dated. Yeah. Um, the stuff that he did with Goldie Hawn, funny. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. It always seemed to me that he just took himself a little bit more seriously than I was taking him. Right. Whereas I looked at someone like Dan Aykroyd, who, to me, would just do anything. He didn't care. Oh, yeah. As long as it was funny. He's done drama and he's done comedy. Yeah. I, so. And he was great in Tommy Boy's his cameo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. <laughs> um, but going back to Tommy Boy, because that was your the yeah. first thing you said. I, you know, that was what, mid-90s comedy? Yeah. And it's it was the latest generation of SNL um, alumni, mm-hmm. and it really was a vehicle for him. Yeah, not what's the other guy's name? David Spade. David Spade. It was more geared around. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Gosh, thank you. Usually I'm good with the names, but mm-hmm. not tonight. Um, that was Chris Farley's vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it felt like he brought David Spade into it because they were friends on SNL. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and watch his best stuff on SNL, David Spade was right there. Like right. the whole, I live in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> and you could see if you watch that. Spade is losing If you it, look yeah. at David Spade, he's covering his mouth mm-hmm. and looking away. Mm-hmm. And his shoulders are just eight or nine inches yeah. going up and down. Right. I mean, he is just <laughs> laughing his ass off. Um, well, the other one was the other great SNL skit. Now that we're going to that, was the girls in the mall. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Which is another one where you can tell that they're all starting to crack each yeah. other up. <laughs> that, I think personally, that was probably the last of the great SNL. Yeah, and that came about really when I thought SNL was going to be dead mm-hmm. because that was really the graduating class after after uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie, yeah, and it was really starting to decline, but yeah. I they rescued the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was after Dana Carvey and yep. and uh what was the Martin Short? Martin Short. No, I was thinking of the um a party on dudes. Um, oh, um Michael Mike yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah. They were in the group right before. Mm-hmm. But it was these guys that really resurrected SNL. Yeah. I don't even give it a chance anymore. I don't even know if it's any good. Mm-hmm. But to me that was the last great Hurrah for SNL! Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Farley, obviously, he followed his uh, his mentor's path exactly. Yeah, same mm-hmm. age, same cause of mm-hmm. death. Um, his mentor, of course, Jim John Belushi. Belushi. Or John John Belushi. Belushi. Yeah. yeah, Jim's going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, but I thought it was, there's an innocence about his character that he plays mm-hmm. that just completely works. Yeah, and there's a cynicism around his partner. Yeah, that just completely works that he's mm-hmm. so much smarter than than farley than tommy right. and yet it's tommy who really does save the company mm-hmm. it's not the cynical guy right um the whole calling his uh, or knocking on the room service yeah. you know that's full, that's it's hilarious or when he's watching the chick out the window yeah. and the other one comes <laughs> and are you watching spanko vision <laughs> Uh, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> There's so many parts yeah. of that movie that's just hilarious. And the problem is we're sitting here talking about comedies, and I want to go watch them now. Right. And I've seen them 100 times. I've seen Tommy Boy, I'd say, probably 50 times. Yep, me too. Not in its entirety. But it snippets here and there when it's on TV. You'll or, stop and, oh, yeah. my God, Tommy Boy, i got to watch a part of that. Uh, and you remember the chick that was in that? 
that kind of played his love interest that mm-hmm. he doesn't get until the very end anyways, was the same girl that was in Doc Hollywood. Mm. That when she comes out of the lake. Do you remember Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox? Yes, barely. He's a small-time kid yeah. going to Los Angeles to be a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a comedy, but more of a comedy drama right. than anything. But it, it's just one of those Michael J. Fox vehicles. But that's mm-hmm. actually probably my favorite Michael J. Fox film. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was in that movie as well, and she comes out of that movie with no shirt on. and mm. Yeah, that, I remember her well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this, this some of those roles that usually nudity in a movie, you're just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, wow. Yeah. Um, she was great in it. Um, the guy who played his father. just Brian Dennehy. Brian, just played it brilliantly. Yeah. You, you totally bought that that was his Well, dad. and then you've got um, Rob Lowe. Yep. And, and you've Bo got Derek. And Bo Derek. Yeah. And this is really when, when Rob Lowe wasn't doing much at all in the movies because of the big scandal surrounding yeah. his life in the late yeah. 80s. And he comes out doing this jackass character. Yeah, basically, it, a, basically a grifter. You yeah, know? yeah, that he's going to steal the company mm-hmm. away. Um, it, it, but yet it, he played it brilliantly. Yeah, he did. And you know the whole issue, like, you know, oh, I've got a new brother. We're going to be brothers. <laughs> Let's go out and go cow tipping. <laughs> yes, I mean, just hilarious. <laughs> um, and Rob Lowe, to his credit, I mean, well, he was he was a pretty boy in the eighties. Yeah, that's that's the roles he usually played. Whether he's a nice guy or a complete jerk, mm-hmm. like uh, about last night, where mm-hmm. he played both. Yeah, um, or Saint Elmo's Fire, where he was just the biggest loser. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really was. He was just yeah. a, he, he was using this poor girl and mm-hmm. getting everything he could and use her in every conceivable way, and he was mm-hmm. just an ass. But. I would never have expected him to do a movie like Tommy Boy. Yeah, which is actually kind of a different because most of the time we see, you know, comedy actors going into more dramatic roles and not necessarily traditional drama actors going into a comedy. Comedy. Role. Well, you like Robert De Niro going into Midnight Run, which was a fun and a comedy movie, but he never really was the comedian. He he played the straight guy in that right, movie. Right. I mean, that's why it was so much fun that you could see um, Groden playing off of him. Was it Groden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You see him playing off of that straight man mm-hmm. role. And he played it straight, too. Right. Which is really odd for that to work so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about the comedy actors that become serious actors. Mm-hmm. And are successful at it. Right. Because otherwise, we probably wouldn't even remember. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, what's the number one that you can think of? Probably Robin Williams. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I would have to agree. You look at Mork and Mindy. You look at his stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, his his uh, cameos on Saturday Night Live. I mean, he was he was out there all over the place. Yeah. And no one ever thought of him as a serious actor until, mm-hmm. oh, what was that name of that movie? Um I want to say the the name Gronsky or something like that. I cannot think of it. We'll just IDBM him. Um, Robin Williams, and I spelled it wrong. Oh, look at that. I am just horrible at this keyboard today. Look, and it still figured out mm-hmm. what I wanted. I put Ron Nib Willis. <laughs> yeah. And it still figured it out. So we're pulling up his uh, IMDB. Mm-hmm. And I have to go down because we want... The old stuff. 
Well, he was in the Richard Pryor story. Hmm. Oh, the show, Richard Pryor yeah, show. Okay, those are... Those are more Laugh-In, Popeye. <laughs> I forgot about that one. The and World According to Garp. That, that was really that's, his... That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that maybe four years ago for the second time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember not enjoying it really that much. But I do remember thinking, wow, that's Robin Williams. That's yeah. kind of a weird role for him. Still not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But, he, I mean, he had some that was, I remember The Best of Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty weird, funny movie for him to be in, where it's a high school reunion 20 years later, and they're going to get together and play football again. Yeah. Jack, um, not Jack. Oh, what was his name? The actor in that. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Well, we're looking, going, Good Morning Vietnam was probably the biggest breakout for him. Right. I mean, he was kind of funny in a com- in comedic, mm-hmm. comedic sense in that movie for some of it, but at other points, it was very dramatic. Yeah. Yep. But let's be honest. I mean, uh, Cadillac Man is one of my favorite movies as mm-hmm. a comedy, but the year before, he was in Dead Poet Society, which... Yeah. Another one of his, you know... Yeah. But probably, for me, anyways... Well, you know, you know the other role that really sticks for me with him... And it was totally not comedic. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, Goodwill Hunting. His role in that was he was so good. Mm-hmm. And and, I mean, and what I like is that it was a breakout because so much of like Dead Poet Society and some of the other ones was like the inspirational leader, comedic sort of. Yeah, you but know, you still have to, to be able to play ways. the role. Yeah. I mean, but you know, in Goodwill Hunting, there was no comedic well, stick to it. Awakenings, where he's the doctor and people are in a coma, that came like five or six years before Goodwill Hunting. True. And I mean, that was a p- very powerful role. Robert mm-hmm. De Niro's in that. Yeah. But it's that was a Robin Williams vehicle. That was right. him. Sitting in the big chair. Yeah. It wasn't De Niro. Right. It was Robin Williams. Because half the time De Niro is just either sitting there with his mm-hmm. mouth half gaping open or, mm-hmm. you know, convulsing a little bit. Right. I mean, right. It, but missed outfire. I mean, mm-hmm. hugely comedic role. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's had some really stinkers like oh, I Jack. Know. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Horrible. Uh, Jacob the Liar, not very good. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't. Did that say, oh, okay. I thought that said born on the Fourth of July. I was like, I don't remember him born born mm-hmm. the Fourth of Insomniac, another good one. Mm-hmm. But he does a lot of um, voice work too. Oh yeah, um, he's a good actor. I would say he's probably the best known for going from a comedian mm-hmm. to a serious actor. I would also say, right there with him, maybe not quite at his level. Mm-hmm. But really close is um, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin. Right, I, mean, I agree. Look at everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Well, the other person who I think has done a fairly good job, although he's never had a lead role that I can think of, would be Dan Aykroyd. It seems like when he went from comedy to more dramatic roles, they were more bit part sort of things. Yes, supporting I agree. supporting character stuff. Like uh, I think of like Driving Miss Daisy, where he played Miss Daisy's son. Yes, I think of. Um, Oh, what is the name of the movie? Oh, he plays a hitman. Um, oh, um, yeah. With John Cusick. Uh, yes, that was uh, Gross Point Blank. Yes, one of my favorite movies. And mm-hmm. I, why I cannot – we're saying a lot of different th- titles. so I know. It gets a little confusing. <laughs> Gross Point Blank is actually one of my favorite movies of all time, not just mm-hmm. you know comedy or action, blah, blah, blah. 
that I love that movie. I mean, that the soundtrack, the acting. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing about that movie I didn't like, except for maybe Mini Driver. Really? Yeah, she's just, you know, she plays the same. She, that character in Girls Point Blank is exactly the same character that she played in Goodwill Hunting. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah kind of smarmy, mm-hmm. very intelligent. Um, you can tell she's not believing the bullshit the guy's telling her. Right. But she still kind of goes along with it because she likes mm-hmm. the guy. It's the same role. It yeah. wasn't much of a stretch for her to from one to the other. Um, no, I would say that that's definitely... Other, my favorite movie of all time, I don't know if we've ever talked about that, is um, The Shawshank Redemption. Right. But, yeah. But Goodwill Hunting is probably within the top 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about Gross Point Blank that has always appealed to me. Number one, it's in Michigan. Right. Um, number two, it's one of the more prolific actors mm-hmm. from the 80s who we all saw grow up, mm-hmm. John Cusack, in the 80s. So he you know, comes from our generation. There's one other comedic actor who started out in comedy that we've totally missed. Uh-oh. Um, you miss it so much you don't remember his name. I can picture him right now, too. What's the uh, name of the movie? Um, Road to Perdition. Tom Hanks? Yes. He was never really a comedian, though. I well, mean, he was always he was, he was not a comedian. He was a comedic actor, though. He started out in Bosom Buddies, remember Yeah, that? but that's that's TV. I mean... And his first movie role was Bachelor Party. Yeah, but he played the straight guy in the Bachelor Party. He, True. He's never... He's never really the wild, wacky friend. True. I mean, uh, Splash. Yeah. He played the straight-up guy in love, and it's John Candy who's the... Right. You're right. So I don't really consider him a comedic actor. I can kind of see where people, some people would say that because of Bosom Buddies. Mm-hmm. But that was a situational comedy TV series. Right. When I say comedian, a comedic actor. You think stand-up first. Or it's coming from Saturday Night Live or the improv guys. And right. that's not really Tom Hanks. Right. What's scary is to watch. Have you watched the uh, new show, The Good Guys? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you seen the commercials? I've seen stuff? the commercials. I just his son seen. is in that. Right. And, oh, my God, he is so his father. Really? In mannerisms and voice, mm-hmm. more than he was just a couple of years ago, because now he's gained weight. Mm-hmm. He looks older. He looks just like Tom Hanks. It's, really? Especially in this TV. Mm-hmm. It blew me away. I keep looking at Julie while we watch this show, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so much like his father. Mm-hmm. The his His mannerisms... His facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm looking at Tom Hanks 25 years ago. I yeah. really do. Hmm. You should catch a couple, of, and you'll see it. You know, I'm sure it's on Netflix or. Well, Hulu I want. I want to watch it. I think I actually had one recorded. So. Um, I had so. Oh, uh, just a recent one. Will Ferrell, where he did that movie where he can hear the narrative of the person writing his story in his head. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a very serious role. He's not mm-hmm. funny, ha ha, in that movie at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, um, Jim Carrey. Yep, Jim Carrey's done some really good stuff. I mean, the Eternal Sunshine. Few, yeah, Eternal, and, and, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yes. Mind or whatever it was. Yeah, I, great movie. Mm-hmm. And he was brilliant. Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of a comedy, but not really. Yeah, I mean, he's playing. A comedian in the movie, so mm-hmm. it's not much of a stretch for him. Right. Um, what is the movie that I'm thinking of where he lives in the bubble, basically? Oh, uh, that was his really first breakout dramatic role. And shoot, I can't remember. It's 
on top of my head, and it's the character's name. Yes. The uh, something show. The Truman Show. The Truman Show. Very good. Yeah. See, I was going to IMDB right there, and Chad's <laughs> pulling it out of his ass real quick. <laughs> the Truman Show, I thought, was great. Yes, that was. That was a very good role for him. But I think he really succeeds when he's surrounded by other ser- very serious actors like Cheatham and mm-hmm. um, well, the guy from uh, that movie you just mentioned. Um, uh, Ed Harris. Yes, Ed Harris. Yeah. Oh, good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying um a whole lot because I'm trying to grasp what we're trying to do. I know. That's okay. Um, I just did it again. <laughs> um, oh, there's another one. There's a lot of comedians that have become serious actors. Not very many that serious actors became comedians. Right. Or at least they weren't known as a serious actor beforehand. They may have tried to go that route and they mm-hmm. landed a comedy and here's their career handed to them on a silver platter because that's what everyone wants to see that person as. Right. But I, yeah, I think it's much more norm for a comedian to break out and go the other way. Mm-hmm. Probably more so now. I think it's more accepting now. Right. Because we have seen the Robin Williams, the Steve Martins, the mm-hmm. fill in the name here. Right. I think I, I think it's healthy though because personally I think a comedy for me anyways, it's much harder to pull off on a big screen than a TV show where you can really establish the characters for years and then just put that And you can really rely on situational roles to push the right. comedy, which you can't really do in a movie. No, and because in a movie you don't know if the joke's working when you say it. Right. The cast may laugh the first time, but you do that take 20 times. No one's laughing at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a horror movie, you know if it's going to work or not. That, mm-hmm. That's scary as hell looking, and mm-hmm. that's going to work. In an action movie, you, you got the shot. Right. You, that's going to work. It's a lot easier to play those roles than the other way around. I've seen Bruce Willis in some comedic roles. Yeah. But I don't consider him a comedian. No. I've seen Will Smith as some funny roles, but he's not a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's a rap star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. He's a big actor now. Yeah. But there's a lot of actors who can do comedy, but it's not like Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. but it's not really their forte. And then we've got actors who seem, honestly, that can do anything, like, uh, uh, what's his name? I want to say Ice-T. Is Ice T the one that's on the? No, you're thinking of Mark. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah Ice Cube is a good one. You know, you look at one of my top five comedies, Friday. Mm-hmm. Love Friday, and he is hilarious in that movie. Yeah, but you saw him in Boys in the Hood, and it's not the same character. I mm-hmm. mean, he's very serious, and yet this is a founding member of NWA. Right. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff out there. I'm always looking for new comedies. We didn't. There's so many that we didn't talk about. Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, th- just Ugh. too many. There is too many. So I think what we need to do, we we end up talking about movies a lot on the show. I think what we need to do, Chad, is is for the next episode, whenever we get a chance to record mm-hmm. it, let's pick two movies each to talk about, and uh, you pick two movies, and I'll pick two movies. Hopefully, they're not the same. But let's kind of go, you know, let's not Star Wars or anything like that. Right. No sci-fi fantasy. Just two movies that you enjoy a lot that Mm -hmm. when you see them come on, you'll stop and watch. Right. And I'll do the same thing. Try not to pick something we've talked about a whole lot in the past. And that will be the next show. 
All right, we can do that. In the meantime, make sure you check out our sister podcast, the MyMac.com podcast with the G-Men, Guy, Guy Searle. Gaz, yeah. Guy and – did I say Guy Searle? Yeah, you said Guy Searle. Okay, I thought I said girl for a minute. No, Guy Searle and Guy, Gaz. Guy Searle and, and Gaz Maz. Mm-hmm. Um, really good show. Hope you guys are listening to that. We're going to have another show starting up, but if you want to know more details on that, you're going to have to listen to the MyMac podcast number 311 – which uh, should be out this week as well. Yep. So listen to that. I'm going to be on that podcast and making kind of a big announcement. So uh, look for that. Chad, anything going on in your life before we wrap here? Nope. Nothing, nothing huge. Still trying to put sighting on my house. Yeah. yeah. That's always fun. And looking forward to driving to Chicago Several a times. lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for Tim and Chad, we're out of here. See you.